live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So I loved learning. I loved learning as a child. I would repeatedly ask my father to quiz me on the capitals of every country around the globe. And not for any reason. You know, there was no test, there was no exam. I just loved learning. Also, when I was six years of age, I have this one memory where I went to bed with my school uniform underneath my pajamas. <laughs> my father came to say goodnight and he did catch me out on that. But I wanted to be the first one at school, you know. I wanted, I just loved being there. The other thing I loved was sport. And I was very good at it. I was a very natural athlete, very good swimmer, and I'm, I'm thinking it's very extrinsic motivation right now that I had as that child, where I'd have all my ribbons up for swimming, for athletics, for sprints. But what took most of my focus was tennis. And at seven years of age, I began getting tennis lessons. By nine, I was playing tournaments, and I had a state and a national ranking, a very high state and national ranking. And I had that ranking right throughout my junior career until I was 18. I specifically remember a conversation with my coach. I just finished my, what we call my school certificate, and we were sitting on this bench at the tennis courts. We'd just finished a tennis lesson, and I was 15 and nine months, to be specific. That's when we finish our, our school certificate. And he made this suggestion. Why don't you turn professional? And I thought, wow. Someone who really believes in me. Someone who thinks that I can do this. I'm going to become a professional tennis player at 15 and nine months. Right? Crazy. But I did it. I left school at 15 and nine months. Actually, I did correspondence for six months, but was just unable to stick with that experience and didn't have the support for study. And so I, I basically dropped out of school just after 16 years of age. But my professional tennis career went until I was 20. And I had some good successes. And I remember playing a tournament in Japan, just outside of Tokyo, and Satellite tournaments are what you play to get a world ranking. I'd had this ongoing niggle in my shoulder. And it's a weird thing with an overuse injury, is you think, is it there? Is it not there? Am I making this up? It feels better once it warms up. Maybe it's not really there. 
I was playing this match on this one day and I realised it's there. This is an injury. This is... I realised I couldn't play anymore. Part of me thinks I should feel grief, right? I didn't feel grief. I didn't feel sad. I felt relief. I felt like I was off the hook. So I came back to Australia, 20 years of age, no school, high school certificate, no bachelor's degree, and I have to say a huge lack of confidence. You know, I really hadn't learned how to think deeply, how to think through, how to have opinions, and to be able to support those opinions. And I suffered in this feeling and this experience for a long time. And a question that I got asked regularly, over many years actually, and I still get asked this question, is don't you miss it? Don't you miss playing tennis? And the answer's not really. And I'll say, I'll, I'll say a bit more about that later. But where to now? 20 years of age, no education. All of a sudden, it was my time to choose and to make choice and think, what do I want to do in this world? I wasn't in a place to be able to make those decisions, so I travelled the world. I remember when I was in Japan, I was so awestruck by servers, by waitresses, and I remember thinking, I want to be a waitress. <laughs> it was like crazy that I was a tennis professional, but being a waitress, like how amazing, <laughs> right? I thought they were so competent and fast and, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I achieved that goal. I became a waitress. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right on, huh? Mm -hmm. So, after coming back to it, after all that travel and waitressing around the world, I came back to Australia and again asked, my quest, asked myself the question, what now? And I thought, therapy, <laughs> I think that's the next step. <laughs> so, I went into therapy. But I went in with some of the same, the same experience perseverated, which was, what did I want? Recognition, love, um, acknowledgement, belief in me, all of these extrinsic, external motivating factors were at play. And guess what? I got a lot of that in therapy. I got a ton of love and acceptance and you're wonderful and... Um, but the thing that I didn't bargain for, <laughs> that I did not get, is a therapist is not attached to outcomes. They're not attached to whether you're achieving or whether you're striving, you know, whether you won that tournament. 
they're really into your experience and your sense of wellness and well-being. So I grappled with that. Because if I wasn't striving, if I wasn't chasing that dangling carrot, then what was there? And I found out there was the moment, there was the process. So of course what else we did in therapy was we went back to that inner child, as you do in the cliché of therapy. We went back to that six-year-old child who loved learning. And over a ten-year period I went back to school and I got a bachelor's degree in applied social science counselling. And I started working as a counsellor myself, where I could work with people in the moment, working on their process, their unique nature, their path of heart. I also studied, um, came to Oregon and studied process work, which is again about all about following process. So now when I look back at that tennis career and I think, did I love tennis? When I ask myself that question, it's, it's fraught, the answer's fraught, and there's parts of it absolutely that I loved. I loved the feeling of hitting a slice backhand and being able to keep that ball so low. I loved the feeling of being able to hit a single-handed topspin backhand. I loved the feeling of being able to place the ball on a serve exactly where you wanted that serve to land. But notice that I'm talking about those experiences and being in the moment and that feeling. I'm not talking about winning that tournament. I'm not talking about beating that person. I, there's someone, I, this happened a few times where I beat them six love, six love. It didn't feel good. Now, whether I was not competitive enough or I don't know, but it, it just didn't feel good. Playing someone who's the number two seed or the number three seed and thinking, I really admire this person. Should I respect them? Should I beat them? I think I respect them. What <laughs> so you can see it's complicated. But what I can absolutely say is that the feeling of playing tennis, I absolutely loved. And that I chose. <laughs>